Hello, everyone. Welcome back. You're here with Dr. Terry with Legacy Investment and Forms. And my God, I just want to say this has been a wonderful, wonderful month so far. And I just thank you all for returning and being our new listeners as well as those that are have, have been faithful. And I want to say that... Um, it's an honor to be able to work with such a great um, body of people, professionals such as um, BBS Network, Radio Network, um, with my producer, Doug, and his brother, um, Don. And they're just great people. And I just wanted to really, I didn't want to be remiss and, and not um, give them their their credit where credit is due. And so um, today we're finishing our series of how generational curses affect our legacy. And that's pretty much what the title is today, how it, our legacy is impacted by generational curses. And as you remember last time that um, we were, we met a week and a half ago. Well, I think it's um, two weeks now. We were t- finishing up a series about generational curses and we were really getting involved in what a generational curse is, the definition of it and and what that looks like and how all of us are affected by that. And no one is exempt from a generational curse, believe it or not. Um, and but and you might say, well, what does that have to do with legacy? It has everything to do with your legacy. The Father, um, this is a biblical principle that we're looking at today. We're looking at legacy through the eyes of of biblical principles and how that how God expects us to understand that living. We're constantly living and thriving to build a legacy according to the principles of God. And um, my special guest once again is Pastor Joseph Lamar and First Lady Chantel Lamar. Hi guys, how are you? We're doing good. How are you, Dr. Thank you. Hello. Good evening, Dr. Terry. Hello. Good evening. I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. You know, I'm very excited because this is the close of our of this series, but I want to say thank you to both of you. It's been very dynamic and it has um caused a lot of buzz. And that's what wow. we want. We want to make sure that um we are getting we're giving God his props, so to speak, and and no, just because I'm using using slang doesn't mean that I'm disrespectful, disrespecting God in any way. I have much honor and respect for Him and, and for the right. kingdom of heaven. And um, but yeah, we want to make sure that we're doing, we're being the vessels that He's called us to be, and. Um, Today is very special because it's going to close the series, but it's it's something that um, we all want to want to be cognizant of, and we're going to give practical steps, a step by step, if you will, bl- blueprint of how we should address and how we should identify curses, as well as as well as. Um, understand that we have we can do something about them by our approach right guys amen 
Amen. Yeah. Amen. 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 So without further ado, let's get right into it. Um, Pastor, we always open up with the prayer. So can you um, take us, do, do the honors with that? Yes, ma'am. Father, we come in the precious name of Jesus, and we thank you. We thank you for this moment, for this evening. Father, we approach you with reverence and thanksgiving. We pray for the audience. We pray for the word that will be spoken. We thank you that the word is alive and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit. We give you praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Pastor, for that. So, Pastor, when we last um, spoke today, we were speaking today, and we were talking, going over some things. We were both um, um, speaking about how we plan to to direct the show today and so i kind of i want the audience to know that i'm going to let you just take it away and you take you do what the leading of whatever god is telling you to do um but as we stated today's messages is entitled generational curses how our legacy is impacted and so um pastor can you start um outlining that on how um, God has instructed you what to do in regards to that? Uh, yes. Well, uh, basically, uh, we begin to uh, uh, to deal with this issue of generational uh, curses, and it's, uh, it is time uh, for the Church to come into an awareness of some of these things uh, that are affecting us in the realm of the Spirit, we have to understand that both blessing and cursing, they are supernatural endowments. Both blessing and cursing are supernatural endowments. And when we begin to get into a generational curse, we are getting into a supernatural endowment that will invoke failure, that will invoke pain, that will invoke frustration. When we talk about blessing, we're talking about a supernatural endowment that invokes prosperity, that invokes of, of, of success, that invokes happiness, that invokes goodness. And so we have to understand this, that there are certain things that are occurring in our lives, in the lives of our family, that we can trace uh, to generations before us. And they can either be blessings or they can be curses. And so we have got to make, uh, we have got to come into an awareness of this. The Bible says that God's people perish because they lack knowledge, not because uh, it's God's will for the people of God to perish, but because we don't know enough. We don't know what we're up against. And if we go into this blind, we will be victims of our own ignorance, which is why the Word of God is our weapon. It is, it is God's use. It is what God uses to turn the light on, to expose us to truth, to expose us uh, to reality. And when we come into that a, a higher dimension, a higher reality, we can recognize things for as they are. There are certain things that are happening 
that you, we can trace back as generational curses. And I believe it, uh, God would have us uh, to discuss some of those things. Great, great, great. I I like the way that you started out with um, something so, such a thought-provoking um, concept is you said supernatural endowment. What exactly is um, a supernatural endowment, Pastor, if one doesn't really understand that? I, my thought is when you said that, um, I was thinking endowment, well, we know that something supernatural is that is without our doing. We have we have no control over it. It's something that comes from the Lord from above yes. or even um probably even from um from 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 the enemy as well. Would would you say that? There is absolutely no doubt that right. the blessing and the curse, as I said, are supernatural endowments. Now, what is the word blessing? What does it mean? Uh, if you study in your New Testament, you will find that the word for blessing is the word eulogial. Eulogial, from where we get our word eulogy, it literally means to speak well of. The blessing means to speak well of. Literally, when God blesses someone, it is Him speaking well over someone. And when God speaks well of you, that word is an empowerment for you to become what he said you can do. So when God blesses Abram, the blessing is when he calls him Abraham. When God blesses Jacob, the blessing is when he calls him Israel. When God blesses you, he speaks over you. And what he speaks empowers you to become exactly what he said. The blessing is not material. It is not. We we think the blessing is the car. We think the blessing is the house. We think the blessing is the check. We think the blessing is material. The blessing is not material. The blessing is when God speaks well over you. And when God speaks well over you, that word spoken is an empowerment for you to become whatever. And when God says it, now all these other things in the natural, they begin to come to you. But don't don't misunderstand thinking that the material is actually the blessing, because you can lose the material. But if God has spoken well over you, you won't lose it for long. If God has spoken well over you, you can be going through trouble. But if the blessing is on you, the trouble won't be able to stand before you long. Just in that same manner, as the blessing is an empowerment to do, uh, to, to do good, the curse is exactly the opposite. It is, an, it is a phrase uttered over you that will... In, invoke evil or doom and you will get you will understand that if you are blessed it doesn't matter what anyone else does they can sabotage you if you are blessed it doesn't matter how much they hate you they can't stop you if you are blessed it doesn't matter how big the obstacle is you will be able to thrive in it but if you are under a curse it doesn't matter how much money you have 
If you are under a curse, it doesn't matter how many connections you have. It is exactly the opposite. So these are supernatural endowments. If you could see it in the realm of the spirit, if you can see it in the realm of the spirit, it is God's word hanging over your life of a, of of for instance, the blessing is God's word hanging over your life. And if God calls you Abraham, which means the father of many nations, it won't matter if your wife is barren and 90 years old. It won't matter if your body is dead and cannot produce. If God calls you Abraham, that word empowers you to give birth to an Isaac. It empowers you to reproduce. So whatever God spoke, speaks over you, that word is an empowerment. They are supernatural endowments. It can be like a cloth, a cloak, something you wear in the realm of the Spirit. The blessing of God will cover you that way. Amen. My God, my God, my God. I just, um, I think I just went to the mountaintop again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i just love the way you you took it you you just laid the foundation for us and let us know that a blessing we and and pastor and first lady i'm i must admit that i have been guilty of looking at a blessing in the terms of material and not fully and and i and i now i i i have to say that i'm i'm a changed person because of what just was stated today that was very significant and i know that that everyone needed to hear it broken down that way because listen blessings are not material and when no. you said that, that is a result of a bless of being blessed, right? Yes, yes. Okay, yes, it's the result of a thing. And see, by me being being um, being scientific, I should. Well, I, I don't even know if I should say scientific, but me being the analytical person I am, the way I think, and um, having an engineering background and stuff, I understand. I understand the purpose of a thing. I'm finding. Mm-hmm. how something having something and but wanting to get to the root cause of a thing and what makes it tick and all that it's a result of something and when yeah. you said that right there blessing being blessed means means that it's the the material the car the home the money the this the the relationship of a good relationship the health all of that these are results of being blessed right Absolutely. 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 Oh, oh my God, that's significant. If the material, see, what what we have to understand is you would be a lot better off having nothing and being blessed than being rich and under a curse. You would be a lot better off having nothing and being blessed than being rich and under a curse. Because all of material things are temporal. The blessing is spiritual. It is eternal. And so what God does is he, 
he calls Abram out when he has nothing and says, I'm going to bless you. Now, what's going to happen to you when you're blessed? You're going to be blessed, and I'm going to make your name great. You're going to be blessing. You're going to you're going to be a blessing to others, and I will bless him that bless you. I will curse him that curse you. That's what he says to him in chapter twelve of Genesis. In chapter thirteen, it says, "And Abram was very rich." So the riches doesn't precede the blessing. The riches follow the blessing. So all of the things, all of the things that will occur in the natural, are a are a result of being blessed. But don't get it confused because we can go through things and we can lose things and we can have obstacles and we can think, well, how is God with me? If you are looking at your bank account, if you are looking at where you live and your address and your zip code, you will not think you are blessed. But if you understand that the blessing is an endowment, a spiritual endowment, then you walk and you move and you act and you you react with the mindset that whatever I do is going to prosper. That's what I told. That's what the Bible says in Psalms one. Blessed is a man that yeah. walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. His delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, which brings forth his fruit in his season. His leaf shall not wither, and whatever he does yeah. will prosper, yeah. the Bible we'll says. Prosper. So because yeah. he's blessed, it doesn't matter what he's doing. He can be the janitor. He can be a counted. He can be an athlete. Whatever he does is blessed. So it is, it is far better to start off at nothing but be under the blessing than to start off having everything and be under a curse. My uh, God. Uh, uh, That's good. That is so wow. good. Wow. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, uh. Good, good, good word, Pastor. Very, I mean, that's legacy building right there. Legacy building is putting the foundation of the word. Standing on the word is our foundation. The word of God is our foundation. It gets no better than that. I feel the anointing of God right now, really. And I'm I'm, I'm being being very serious right now. The Father wants us to understand that we cannot we cannot do anything we do not exist without him well, our legacy mm-hmm. is him right yes yes yeah, absolutely yes. our legacy yes. is him and you just put it in a very very loving and and intricate minute manner for us all we i mean how can you not get that and how can you not get that and understand it or even want that is is you took us from genesis from the beginning the beginning god is showing us that your legacy i am your legacy you Mm. are blessed your legacy Mm. is blessed 
Your mm-hmm. legacy is blessed because of me. When you receive me, when you follow me, when you when you are obedient to my word, to my to my ways and my will, what I'm asking you to do, what I've already created you to do. And so I love what you just said. It just um, put fire up under me. It, it put a fire in me to make me want to do better and to see my life to see myself differently you helped me do that today and i and i appreciate that um firstly do you have anything you want to say about that you know what he didn't say it all and i'm just sitting up here taking notes myself because sometimes you know it's always good to hear it over and over i'm telling you every time you hear the word of god you always hear something that will help you to either get better and you said something a little earlier, and you said that, you know, um, you know, at one point you thought that the blessing was material. Well, I think at, at some point all of us had, had, had been ignorant at times and not without knowledge of knowing, you know, what's the difference. But I'm, I'm just so, I'm just so, uh, you know, just so bathing in this richness of God's Word. I'm telling you, the Word of God changes our life. The minute we start to put the word in effect, the word, it goes, I mean, it literally starts to go into your situation. The minute you get God's word on your situation, it goes into your situation right then and there. The minute you make up your mind and you decide that you will put the word of God in your situation, it starts to work right then and there for you. Wow. You, it is it's, it's phenomenal what has just took place really this yeah. spiritual supernatural um endowment and you know many 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 of us know that an endowment uh, we have some inkling of what an endowment is through say um education endowment educational endowment or something that has been passed down but we don't we don't really fully look at an endowment mm-hmm. that god is our endowment Yes. Our endowment yeah, is in him, right? Amen. Yes. Go Amen. ahead, Pastor. I'm sorry. Go you ahead. know, one of the, when uh, just moments ago, uh, what came to me as a good example is what we see in First Samuel chapter 16. Mm-hmm. In First Samuel in chapter 16, we see David, who is the youngest of all of Jesse's sons, and he is the shepherd boy. He is not regarded well by any of his brothers, uh, not by his father. When Samuel comes to anoint one of the sons of Jesse, they don't even call David. They don't even consider that he could be chosen. But the Bible says that all of the other sons were rejected, and God had chosen David. And the Bible says that Saul, uh, the prophet Samuel, anointed David, the blessing, the anointing of God came upon him that day. He was a shepherd boy. Now, you you contrast that with who is the king. The king is Saul, the most powerful man in the nation, the maybe the richest, of certainly the most respected. But in the previous chapter, God rejects him. So you can you can chronicle David's ascent from the time the blessing is on him. And at the same time, you can see Saul's descent as he wow. is the king, but he is he is declining. He's losing prestige. The people are beginning to, 
to to admire David as he dis- he he takes care of the lion. He 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 kills the bear. He takes out Goliath. He begins to ascend while Saul begins to fall. Saul, wow. you would think. Who, who, if you wanted to choose between who would you rather be at that point in time, you would say Saul. He's the man in power. He's the man with authority. Yeah. But he's rejected. He's under a curse. And that, yeah. and the, and the outward circumstances are changing. They're temporary. David, who was the shepherd boy, who has absolutely no standing, you watch him because the blessing is on him. The anointing is on him. And when he comes against the lion, you're going to see how blessed he is. When he comes against the bear, you're going to see the anointing. When when he comes and stands before Goliath, you're going to recognize that there's something on him. There's an endowment on him. There's a a gifting on him that will cause him to rise out of obscurity into the spotlight as Saul fades from the spotlight to obscurity. It is the oh it God. is the chronicling of the blessing and the curse. So yes. as I said before, if you had to pick where if you had to pick, you sh- if you had wisdom, you would much rather be a shepherd boy with nothing but an endowment of grace, a blessing, than to be the king of Israel and under yes, a yes, curse. Yes, Pastor, you better stop Woo. because you don't took I'm me. You don't. You... <laughs> That's what oh, I said. <laughs> oh my God! Oh my God! What a beautiful depiction! It was a yeah. beautiful. It was very yeah. appropriate. It was just. You know what, Doctor Terry? As he was speaking, I was thinking that you know how. Uh, how much advantage we have when we begin to put the word of God in our mouth and speak it. How yes. powerful that is. We were made after uh, God's own likeness, his own image. And likeness plus image equals dominion. And so yes. we was made like that. So whatever yes. we speak manifests. So if we're going to speak curse, curse is going to manifest. If we're going to speak blessing, blessing is going to manifest. Because we are blessed. God did not, we are not cursed. We are blessed. Amen, 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 amen. We we are blessed, you know. So now, when I when I say that, because when people ask me, well, how am I? That's the first thing comes out of my mouth. I'm blessed, but you know what? I am blessed, and I see it differently now. My eyes, Mm -hmm. the veil has Mm -hmm. been lifted off of my eyes today. The Mm -hmm. scales have been uh, have fallen. Off of my yeah. eyes today, off of my yeah. spiritual eye today, can, because of what has just transpi- transpired so, with with what so God true. gave gave um, Pastor, Pastor today. Mm-hmm. That that's very. Oh my God, yeah. we see, we do see. We do see the two, the blessing and the cursing, and where one is 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 blessed and doesn't have much material sense, but the other does. Okay, and he starts falling, like Pastor says. But you know what was so so um, so enlightening for me as Pastor was saying that, um, mm-hmm. my mind went on, he took me through a journey and I can actually see it in my mind's eye. I saw it. I actually felt like mm-hmm. I was back there with David and oh. Saul. Oh, 
seriously. Yeah, I did. yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You know, because it, it just, it just, that's the beauty mm. of, of storytelling, yeah. right? But yes, thank God, yes. this is not just a story. We know that this is right. Fact. This is the truth. We know yes, this is right. fact. Mm-hmm. And we know this is part, this is our legacy that we're talking right. about. So we, God mm-hmm. is allowing us to go back. I'm very excited yeah. right now, guys. God I is allowing too. us to go back <laughs> to, to visit that such a time as that, what it was through what yeah. pastor has told yeah. us about who yeah. we are. We are a blessed people. Mm-hmm. David mm-hmm. is our legacy. Mm-hmm. And we do mm-hmm. see that, that, that blessing and cursing dynamic mm-hmm. taking place right there that, that, mm-hmm. and, and how we are, um, we're reminded also how because of the blessing that mm-hmm. was spoken on David through Samuel, right. hallelujah, mm-hmm. the, the, the prophet, the man of God, Saul's mm-hmm. son God. and David became best, besties, okay? Yeah. More than a bestie, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you see the significance of that? God mm-hmm. still allowed Saul's son to become David's best friend, like a brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, one of the things the blessing will do, the blessing will cause you to have favor. Yes! See, yes. David was <laughs> obscure. He was, he was the son of Jesse. He, he was not known for some reason. Saul begins to have trouble with evil spirits. Yes. And, and, and one of his men say to him, there is a man in the city of Bethlehem who is mighty and he, he is anointed. I, and he, he told him about David and told him, you need to have this man come. And Saul calls for David. David comes and begins to minister to Saul. How how does David's name begin to get called among the most powerful in the nation? Because the blessing of God is on him. So even when Saul begins to sour on David and begins to envy David, God knit David's heart to the son Josh, Jonathan, and they became friends. And so Jonathan became a lifeline to keep David safe when Saul was going after him. The, the, the point that I'm making is that even as he, even as the blessing of God will bring you out of obscurity into the spotlight, it is because when you are blessed, the favor of God will be upon you. The, the favor of God, you will have favor with God, you will have favor with men. And, and even as I tell that story, I'm reminded of Joseph, who was sold into slavery. But the Bible mm. says in the 39th chapter that God was with him. And so in, in the house of slavery, in the house of Potiphar, he became the most powerful man until he was lied on. And, and when he was lied on, he was sent to prison. Mm-hmm. And when he went to prison, the Bible says he had favor with the jailer, and he became the most powerful man in the jail. Even as he's going through all of this trouble, yes. everywhere he goes, the favor of God is on his life. Yes. The point that the king of Egypt has a dream, and there's somebody 
serving the king who remembers Joseph in prison and says, there's a man in prison who can interpret your dream. And so wow. he's brought from the slave house, from the jailhouse to the White House, so to speak, of Egypt. Yeah. And when he stands before the, the king, when he interprets that dream, the king makes him the second in command in the entire nation. He has favor everywhere he goes. Now, it doesn't yeah. mean he doesn't have trouble also. Right. right. It, it doesn't mean he doesn't have challenges also. It doesn't mean he doesn't endure pain also. But the blessing of God, the favor of God, is able to bring us out of anything. Mm -hmm. And that's why Paul said, in all of these things, we are more than conquerors. Amen. Wow. Amen. Amen. You better preach that, Pastor. Oh my God! I'm just, good. you know, I'm 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 just listening to Pastor, but I'm being uh, God is really ministering to me, and yes. I I have to tell you that um, I see this as something that is so powerful and rich. I I see it doing more than what we even imagine it to be we started out thinking okay father we're being obedient to generational curses and how our legacy is impacted but this is so much more this yes, is so much more god is bringing so much more out he's he's saying yes there are gen there are generational curses and but what i'm hearing god say is that you don't have to be concerned about a generational curse when you're with walking with me. Amen. Wow. Amen. Okay, Amen. when you're walking Amen. with me, you don't have I got you. Mm -hmm. I got you. I'm I'm wherever you are. Okay? Yeah. Wherever you are, I'm there. And I mm. see that I and I and I see that um um so much more because of this 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 conversation because that we're having I really mm -hmm. do I see a, I'm a changed person my heart has truly been changed because I see myself different you know how my eyes have been open to who yeah. I I see myself again but in a different way in God right. the way he sees me you yeah, know yeah. it's important to see to see ourselves the way he sees mm -hmm. us when the light comes on, when the light, when the word of God, the word of God is light. It's light. It's life. It's all those things. When you begin to speak it, you begin to, it, it, you see yourself. Uh -huh. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here, and the more I begin to hear it, and the more I hear it myself, I, it, you know, makes me put myself in check all the time. It doesn't matter who's speaking it. Or where it's coming from, as long as we know that it's the word of, and that it's, it's the word of God, it will put us in check. Yes, wow. yes. You know, there, guys, you know. I'm 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 so um, I'm so in awe of God. Seriously, I'm so in awe of God, and I just I can't help but love Him. I can't help but love Him because He loved me. Okay, when mm -hmm. and, and he's showing, he's proving that he loves us all by what we're was coming out of this conversation today. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. today this yeah. is a good, 
a good mm-hmm. place to be right now. Really, this is a good place to be. You know, I, I do want to take a break. And um, um, when we come back, let's pick this up. Um, uh, let's pick up with um, with the steps on on some practical steps on how you should approach your your life in getting it in order, getting your legacy in order. Can we do that, Pastor and First Lady, when we come back? Yes, sure. Amen, amen. Okay, thank you so much. So um, we're going to take a short break, and when we return, we will give you some, take a different direction. It's the same message, but quite differently in regards to, we're going to give you some some um, pointers on how to to look at your life and, Get your legacy on track with the with the with the um, word of God and with God. Okay, with some practical steps. So when we return, we will pick up when we left off. Thank you, guys. Hi, Dr. Terry here. The workplace has become ever increasingly difficult. High rates of unemployment, poor interaction between employee and employer, workplace violence, and the list goes on. Today, many are seeking practical solutions to address workplace issues. Healing in the Workplace, a spiritual guide to coping with work issues, provides a long-awaited answer and principle to solving work conflict and problems helping us to see why God wants us to work and how we are supposed to treat one another at work. Join me in a global move to eradicate workplace issues in discovering employee rights and discover how others have been victorious through workplace challenges. Order your book today at www.westbowpress.com. Once again, Order your book today at www.westbowpress.com. Hope to see you there. Thank you. Hi, everyone. Thank you for returning. I am just... I wish I could really I wish you could really feel what I feel right now. I feel the love of God so strong and I want you I think it's time for for us to just um take this opportunity to give pastor um an opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit provided him gave him about the practical steps for us to to take in regards to identifying generational curses and how they and how to um, <clears throat> excuse me to approach that as well as how to um, stay on the right the straight and narrow path of of building our a strong legacy for ourselves and our family kingdom building here on earth okay and so pastor are you there yes dr terry i'm here okay um why don't you share what it is um what whatever way you want to want to lay it out is is on is fine with me i i'm i'm a i'm a learner today Praise God. Well, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit is just 
taking us another direction today, and I just thinking one of the things that I wanted to read. I wanted to read uh, from Deuteronomy chapter number thirty, verse nineteen, and it says, "The Lord speaking to Israel, He says, I call heaven and earth as witness today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing." and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. Mm -hmm. The Word of God is so rich. Mm -hmm. And what he says is, the choice of operating under the blessing or under the curse is not God's to make for us. We have to make the choice ourselves. That's we, good. We, mm. choose, we choose life or we choose death. We choose blessing or we choose cursing. And he says, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. So he tells us the choices you make mm. are going to impact the generations that follow after you. Mm. Mm. So, so we have a responsibility to our posterity, to our descendants, to those who are coming after us, to make the choice of life, to make the choice of blessing. Now, now this is significant because in the 28th chapter, if you would read the entire 28th chapter, the whole chapter is about either being blessed or being cursed. And basically, uh, that's where he says things like, uh, you will be the head and not the tail. You will be above only and not beneath. No one is blessed by accident. Mm. No one is blessed by happenstance. Mm. The blessing is procured. It is chosen. It is seized. So we either seize the blessing with our actions or we lay hold of the curse with our actions. What does oh it say? God. In the 28th chapter of Deuteronomy, in verse number one, he says, If you will obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully of his commandments, then the blessing of God will come upon you, and you will be blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed coming out, blessed going in. But he said in verse 15, But it shall come to pass, if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all of his commandments, that all of these curses will come upon you. So the blessing of God and the, and the blessing and the curse doesn't just happen. People are not just, quote-unquote, lucky. You know, we're, we're just yeah. not... We, we, we're, we we make we choose our direction. We choose yeah. our path. We we make a conscious decision. So the reason why we are all benefiting from the blessing of Abraham is because Abraham made a choice. Mm-hmm. And so and so uh, if we if we choose wrongly, if we choose to do. And, or to go against the word of God, 
uh, we can bring upon ourselves the curse. Now, very quickly, I told you about the blessing on David. I told you about that. But David also made another choice. Yes. In the 11th chapter of Second Samuel, David is walking on the roof, and he sees Bathsheba taking a bath, and he wanted her, and he called for her, and he committed adultery with her. It's something because David had a son named Solomon. Solomon, in the 11th chapter of 1 Kings, the Bible says King Solomon had 700 wives, 300 mm-hmm. concubines, and he began to love many strange women. And the Bible says, eventually the women turned his heart from the Lord. I find it interesting that what tripped his father David up wow. <laughs> tripped the son Solomon up. Oh, my God, yes. Mm, mm, mm. I find it interesting that David is a man after God's own heart, but he made a choice. And Mm. Solomon is blessed with more wisdom than anyone. And yet he made a choice. Mm -hmm. So we have a choice to make. And if you study what happened to David, Nathan tells him, for this reason, the sword will not depart from your house. What you have done, David, will be felt for generations to come. So, with that being said, like I said, the, the Holy Spirit moved upon us earlier, and we went another direction. With that being said, we can document, if you can document and you, and you can see that there are patterns like I said, I told you about Solomon. Solomon uh, strayed from the Lord because of the women in his life. If you studied Second Samuel chapter 13, David has another son named Amnon. Amnon began to want his own half-sister named, named Tamar. And eventually, he forcibly had sex with his own half-sister. This is the, the pattern that you see in the family of David. He is a man after God's own heart, and yet this thing is running rampant in his own house. Yes. This thing is running rampant in his own line. So there is absolutely, there's no shame. The one thing we all have in common is sin. Mm. The one thing we all have in common is sin. So... David experiences this this whole thing in his own family. And so we may have similar stories to tell looking at our own uh, at our own home. I don't know if you uh, remember this, but you can look at uh, you can look at the life of Abraham. Abraham who is the father uh, the father of our of our faith. You remember uh, he got into a situation where he lied. He went yes. into a place where he was with his his wife, Sarah, in Genesis chapter 12. He was afraid that he would get in trouble and the people would want him and try to kill him for his wife. He lied and said, she's not my wife, she's my sister. I don't know if you know this, but in Genesis chapter 26, 
his son Isaac goes into a place in verse number six, and he looks at his own wife, Rebecca, and says, you're very beautiful. They're going to want you. They're going to kill yes. me. He tells the yes. same lie his daddy told. <laughs> yes, I don't think right. it's, it's not by accident that yes. the Bible is recording these similarities in their actions. And yes. these are the righteous. So we, like I said, we, what we're doing, one thing we all have in common is we all have sin in common. Whether it's Abraham, David, or Pastor uh, Joe, or, or Dr. Terry, we all have mm-hmm. sin in common. Mm-hmm. So what, what can we do? Can we go on to that? What Amen. can we do? What can we do? Okay, first yes. of all, you've got, to, you've got to confess Jesus as the Lord. Mm-hmm. There is no redemption from the curse of the law outside of Christ. The Bible says in Galatians 3.13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. So Christ died in part to redeem us from the curse. All of the curse you read about, all, every curse there is, Christ took it upon himself. You have to understand that. <laughs> Galatians chapter 3. Uh, next, you have to repent and forsake all sin. The Bible says, the Bible says, uh, the, the Bible says, repent and be baptized and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You have got to repent and forsake. Amen? Amen. Amen. Repent and forsake all sin. Repent and forsake all sin. Next, you have got to forgive. I'm running through this uh, kind of fast. I we love it because we don't have we're running out of time, so you're you're good. We have got to forgive. One of the things one of the things Jesus said in John chapter five, uh, when he healed the man at the pool of Bethesda, the Bible says uh, that that man had been sick for thirty eight years, and in verse fourteen, after Jesus healed him, he tells him. Go, sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. Mm. He was saying you can open the door again if you go back to it. Yes. Yes. So after we have repented and forsaken all sin, after we have forgiven, we have got to leave it alone. Mm -hmm. We've we've got to let it go. Oh, going back can open that door. Uh, Next, we renounce. All of the, uh, uh, renounce all of our, our connections to it. Whether yes. it's, uh, you know, you, you make a, a decision. These are things you do with God in prayer. You renounce it. God, I renounce every, uh, connection to it. If it's things in your house that you have got to get rid of, get rid of it. That's right. So you, you can't, you can't have it in your home, whether it's, Things of the occult, or things that are satanic, or if you're trying to uh, if you're trying to stop certain habits, there you cannot have a connection to it. Mm-hmm. And, and finally, uh, after renouncing those things, begin to praise God for your deliverance. Yes, Amen. Child of God, praise is a weapon, mm-hmm. and when you, and when you begin to employ the weapon of praising God. 
And when you begin to praise God, just like in Acts chapter 16, prison doors will fly open. So in Jesus' name, that's that. That's that's what I have in a nutshell. Oh my God! <laughs> oh Lord Jesus! Amen. You know, um, yes, 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 and amen. Okay. Amen. Um, I'm. I'm. I want to repeat one more time what pastor just stated this this is the process um family this is the process the first step is pastor says get get on um, believe god's word declaring freedom from the curse that's galatians 3 13 and 14 the second step is confess that christ is lord romans 10 9 next step is number three Repent and, f- and forsake sin. You have to repent. Okay, you have to repent for what your wrongdoings. Let's repent. Number four is forgive anyone who's wronged you or disappointed you. And you do have to be specific. I'm a, I'm a firm believer in that. You have to be specific. And you have to even say what you, forgive yourself. I believe we need to do that. You need to forgive yourself. Number five, renounce any connection to satanic or occultism. That's very key. You must do that. You must ask the Father to cleanse your, forgive you. I don't want to have nothing to do with anything of my past that I've done wrong knowingly and unknowingly on my mother's side and my father's side and and everything that I've done. Cleanse my foundation. My family foundation. Number six is declare your freedom. Proverbs 18.21. Oh, my God. And the last one is, what if pastor just put the cherry on top of the cake? Praise is a weapon. Hallelujah. Yes, it is. Praise is a weapon. I'm guarantee you the walls of Jericho came falling down because of praise. Did they not? Amen. Amen. That's right. Yes. Yes, they did. Okay. I've seen many, many, many satanic um, opposition fall in my family because we went into corporate praise. Okay. Not just Mm. corporate prayer, but corporate praise. Yes. 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 We went into corporate praise, okay? Don't get it twisted. We this this family over here, we will knock Satan out with what we because we understand. We understand yes. the weapons of warfare. We get it. We understand Amen. that our tongue, we choose life. We choose to stand on what the word says. Is that right, family? That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. And one of those things that the Word of God gives us, like my wife said earlier, is it um, it, it gives us light. And yes. when you understand, when when the light comes in and you understand an aspect of praise, that praise is something you use strategically when you're in warfare, that it is mm-hmm. it is a weapon of spiritual warfare to be employed uh, by the believer in the army of the Lord, when you understand that, you can press through not feeling like praising God. 
when you understand Amen. that you can press to press through the pain and the the heartache or the disappointment that you're enduring when you understand that what I am doing now I don't do because I feel like it I do it because this is a weapon of war and I've Amen. got to stand having done all the having done all the stand I've got to stand uh, even as uh, the Bible says in Ephesians 6. So the Word of God uh, given to us lets us know these things that are in our at our disposal to use as we endure through the trial, mm-hmm. through the heat, through the pressure, through, uh, you know, through the circumstance. You take that, you take your praise out as a weapon of war. Amen. 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 You know, guys, our time is up, but um, let me say thank you once again for this series. This was a phenomenal series, and we are going to come back with um, Pastor Lamar um, and First Lady Lamar, Joseph Lamar. And so we we just want to close by saying, Father, thank you for a wonderful series and thank you for using all of us we do not take this for granted and we don't take it lightly we know that we are yielding vessels for your for the kingdom of god to advance the kingdom of heaven on earth and i want to tell everyone out there keep listening because there's more to come and we will be on march the first and March the 15th, and I am going to have Pastor and First Lady back on. We're going to bring another dynamic series, and I believe that's the direction God wants to take us. So until further ado, March the 1st at 5 p.m., tune back in. Thank you. Bye-bye.